and good Monday to you. I don't know if I can say happy Monday if you're a follower of the women's basketball program because it's hard to be happy after what happened on Sunday at the Yingling Center still. We'll tell you about it. We'll have highlights coming up of the loss to the Tulane Green Wave that ended a lengthy American Athletic Conference existence-spanning 19-game winning streak for the Bulls against Tulane. We'll tell you where it has them in the conference Yes, where it has them in the NCAA tournament discussion, if you're starting to get concerned about that. But we have plenty more to get to from the weekend. And boy, some tough losses elsewhere, unfortunately. But a win for men's tennis, well, both on the same day as they had a doubleheader Saturday from agony to a comfortable victory. So close to being above 500. And we'll tell you about what the next match for Ashley Fisher's men's team is going to be and hope that you can make it out to the tennis courts for that one. It's going to be big next weekend. The women played on Friday. I was there and just so close. But tennis, we always tell you about the scoring system and how it can just come down to certain points. And it can be at the end of matches like it was for the men on Saturday. It can be in the middle of matches like it was for the women on Friday. We'll be specific when it comes to all that. Track and field was in Boston for two different indoor track meets. School records, victories, a lot of good stuff to sum up for you. And we've got a men's basketball game to preview. That's right. Brian Gregory's team is on the court tonight against Temple. We'll start our coverage at 6.30 with Jim Lightall and Joey Johnston. Actually, they were on the court pretty soon after our women's game wrapped up. If you think these guys are mailing it in, if you think, well, they're just struggling and they're not doing anything to try and fix it and it doesn't bother them, boy, you're wrong because they really do care and they were trying to get some work done. And I do really have a good vibe about tonight's game. Now, i got to be honest, I didn't have a great vibe going into yesterday just because Tulane, listen, the Bulls have beaten them 19 in a row. That streak actually coincides with the resumption of the rivalry in the American Athletic Conference. The teams didn't play between 2009 and 2015, and that 2009 meeting was the last time Tulane had won, 19 in a row. But again, these games had always been within range for Tulane, and then there was a stretch in the game where things fell apart for them. And in the most recent meeting in New Orleans, the Bulls were down four in the second quarter. Kind of got some breaks to end the first half. Elisa Pinzon got fouled shooting a three. All of a sudden, you look up and the Bulls were up four points, and they sort of held serve the rest of the way. Well, in this game, they were never up, and Tulane is the one that held serve and did simple things like just hit the open jump shot whenever the Bulls were within six, eight points trying to make a dent, and definitely Tulane deserves credit for the victory. But the Bulls did their part, namely not being able to shoot. From outside, And this is unfortunately nothing new. It has been the case for the Bulls since they started conference play. They had a normal run-up to conference as far as three-point shooting goes, right around 37%. Pretty good, solid performances, never hitting more than nine in a game, but right around that mark a lot. You look at their game-by-game stats, starting with game two, nine makes, eight makes, eight, seven, eight, seven. You get the idea. Of course, the famous three-point shot by Sidney Harvey to beat Stanford. They had an 8-for-13 in that 20-point win against West Virginia, so they were shooting just fine. In fact, in their last game of the calendar year, 9-for-21, that's 43% against Jacksonville. And then we get to conference play. The Bulls hit 6, but in 23 attempts, that's a 26% clip against Cincinnati. But that was such an easy win, 61-46. to The first meeting with Tulane, the Bulls went 3-for-14. After that game against Cincinnati, 26%. The Bulls only hit above 25% on threes once, and that was 3-for-10 against Houston in a game where there was no need to shoot threes in the second half because they won that one by 20. That was their last outing. But this one was apparent from the start. 
that the Bulls' inability to convert from the perimeter of late was just going to catch up to them. And here's some of what happened in the first quarter, and you got that uneasy feeling. Pins on, up to Chinecki, whips it around. Rhea Alvarez open in the corner. That's long, an air ball, and a battle for the rebound goes to Tulane. So they get Maria Alvarez open for a shot, and she has been on fire from three, but you couldn't tell there. Bulls two minutes down. Have the ball down four to two. Pins on unmarked for that three. They're going to let her have it, and she misses it. Two Bulls had a chance at the rebound, can't get it. They could have gotten pins on for a frustration foul against Arsula Clark. And now she has it across midcourt. Looks like Tulane is going to let the Bulls shoot threes. Again, they have been, there's no nice way of saying it, poor in that category, even though you know that they have the shooters. They are hitting three and a half threes in conference play. Clark over to Heidi, right side this time. Nice looking shot, knocks it down. Nia Heidi can make that shot. Again, they have four players averaging more than 11 points. Heidi struggled in general against the Bulls, but she's made a couple. She is their fifth option, but when she gets going, she had 18 points in a game recently. She puts them up six to four. Maria out to Pinzon, extra pass to Chinecki. That looks better from three, a little bit short. And now the Bulls battle for the board. Freeman trapped but gets it up to her point guard. So the Bulls 0 for 4 on threes, and unfortunately, the tune continues. Now Urson charges to the lane, misses it, but Heidi there to pick up the rebound. They are, again, a fantastic rebounding team. They are a plus 8 for the season, and they lead it 8 to 4. Bulls 0 for 4 on threes, and Tulane is settling into a 2-3 zone. They are, aren't they? They are really sitting in that zone. It's really interesting, just daring the Bulls. I would, too. Maria, short, no rotation. Try to three. They can't make one. Tyna Jones pulls the rebound. Fortunately, we know the Bulls can get it going. We just haven't seen it, and Tulane makes it 10-4. Dinah Jones grabs the board, goes uncontested. Jose Fernandez needs a timeout. Elena Chinecki scored twice in the first two and a half minutes. The Bulls only hit one other shot in the quarter. Kayla Anderson knocked down a three and kind of put it in the face of the Bulls bench. They were feeling it. The Green Wave looked like a team that was ready to end their big, long losing streak. And remember, Kayla Anderson, I just mentioned her name, one of a half dozen players that have been on that team for four or five years. It's an experienced team. You add in Moon Urson, who played four full years at Baylor and has been their leading scorer and rebounder. And yeah, you've got a very solid bunch. You heard Maria Alvarez get open for a shot early, air ball. She got the start over Sydney Harvey, who is just, it's amazing. I looked it up. She, in her last four games, has not hit a three-point shot. And I went back to see how many times she had gone back-to-back games in her career. This is her fourth year without making a three. Once in her freshman season, she had a little bit of a slump towards the middle, which can happen as you're a freshman, right? Where there were back-to-back games where she didn't make a three. That was it as far as two games in a row without making one. This season started for Sydney Harvey. Three makes against Rio Grande Valley. Six for eight against Alabama State. We referenced the famous three against Stanford. She was three for four from distance in that game. In fact, in the Bulls' first 12 games, she only had one game without making multiple three-point shots. Since conference play has begun, she has only made multiple three-point shots in the Cincinnati game, and that was two. And again, O for the last Four just tells you how it's going. She is shooting four for 26 on threes, seven for 45 overall. That's 15%. And this is not to pick on Sydney Harvey. It's just to tell you kind of how things are going. The Bulls as a team in eight conference games after yesterday's performance, 20.3%. And the funny thing is their opponents 
aren't doing much better. They're only making four a game. In fact, yesterday, Tulane was three for 15. But the Bulls, well, they had a rough first half. They went 0 for 13 on distance. Chenecki and Betty Manunga both had eight points. And it was Betty who kept the Bulls in the game. She had a nice second quarter. And the fact that they were only down 29-20, you couldn't help but think was a positive because if they could just get a couple of threes, get back into the game, and who knows, pull off another against the Green Wave. And that's kind of exactly how it started. Here's the beginning of the third quarter. Chenecki over to Harvey, corner three in front of her own bench. Boy, Jose Fernandez was ready to celebrate, but no good. Rebound, chance, missed by Elena Chenecki. So they were ready to just dial it up out of the break. It was again wide open, and the Bulls' woes continue. They're down 29 to 20. Yeah, the Bulls' offense looks good. They are passing, they're moving the ball. It's not that stagnant type thing that sometimes you and I have seen, but they just are not finishing the shots. Harvey calls for it. And a bounce pass, I should oh, say, to Manunga. Play. That's a good move around a difficult defender, Mia Heidi. And that's a strong one by Manunga. First bull in double figures, first anybody in double figures. And it's a seven-point margin, 29-22. Good flash up the lane with her defender on her back. And good bounce pass by Sydney Harvey. That's a charge, Arsula Clark. And she knows it. When Arsula Clark knows it, you know it's a foul. And Sydney Harvey draws it again. Foul line to Betty into Dulce. Can they get her going? Good fake. Up and in! And foul! Dulce Fankamangianu off an 0 for 6 in the first half. Give her credit. And it's a five-point game with a chance to get it down to four. It's a really nice adjustment. Three-point play, and amazingly, it is 29 to 25. And I tell you, that was Heidi's third foul. They bring in Arena Peral, not Anija Grant. The oh, Bulls can keep going inside. They might not need to make any threes in this game. It's crazy. A 13-point margin just like that. Slice to 29-25, and we're not 90 seconds into the second half. Peral hands it off to Dinah Jones. Bulls going with a 2-3 zone. Pinzon gets her hand into the ball. Five on the shot clock. Peral open three. Oh, she's such a nice shot. Knocks it down, and Anna Peral was left wide open, and it's back to... A seven-point margin, 32-25 to Minonga. Baseline, Chenecki whips it over to Harvey, open three. That looks good. Nope. Go right Dulce, side. Go. Dulce grabs the board, whips it over to Pinzon. Wants to go right back inside with the Penunga. Pinzon, open three. Oh, good. Go. Oh, Freeman Harvey. gets the rebound. That looked honestly like it was going down. It did look so good, but great looks. Great looks. They just got to stick with it. 0 for oh, 16. That's Freeman, that's a bad look. And three, and it's an air ball. Nice pass, Manunga to Dulce. That is going to be there the rest of the day until they bring Heidi or Grant off that bench. Dulce's got five quick ones, and it's 32-27. Great look by Betty Manunga, flashing up the lane, then a nice pivot. Dulce finding herself open. Good catch and finish. Both teams have made the same amount of field goals, 13. The Bulls have nine assists on those 13s, but Tulane has made more threes. Any threes. Oh, Moon Urson flies in. She is outstanding. Just her second hoop, but a tough one, and she makes it 34-27. Green Wave three minutes in to the second half. So, again, the Bulls were down by as many as 13 in this game, and they've got it to seven. Boy, if they can hit a three, it would be great, but they're going to try and go to Dulce Peral on her. Is. Oh, it's a good cut by Betty. Hands it off to Harvey. It's Air a ball. tough shot. Air ball, absolutely. Yeah. Betty needs to go up with that. So I included some stuff there just to give you the vibe of how it was going, and it really felt like a situation where the Bulls were going to have the lead by the end of the quarter, frankly. But they continue to not be able to hit threes. I threw in the Irana Peral three because she's one of those players that only averages around three points a game, but keeps on chucking them up there. Came into yesterday's game three for 25, and you think, wow, Bulls just cut it to four. That's going to be a miss, and it wasn't. But also Moon Urson making some key shots. 
she would hit a couple of nice jump shots. She's just a fantastic player. And they got the lead back up to 13. Remember when I told you the end of the first half in New Orleans, some fluky stuff went the Bulls' way? It looked like it was going to happen. And, oh, yes, a three-pointer. So it really felt good to end the third here. Hands it back off to Urson. No That's foul call. No surprising. Call. Rebound by Grant. Shot blocked by Dulcie. Ten That's seconds left. Technical on Tulane bench. What a turn of events. They were angling for the foul. And I'm sorry, you just got a technical call on the other team. Don't act like the officials aren't hooking you up. That one is swished in. So a 12-point game with 10 seconds left. Okay. And let's see if the Bulls can hold it for one here and score it. Get it wow, back down to Wow, that was a quick technical, though. <laughs> Maria Alvarez whips it over to Sidney Harvey. Out to Alvarez. Back to Harvey with five on the shot clock. Inside of Menunga. Whips it around to Chineke at the horn. Good! A three-point basket! After 0 for 21, could that be the special moment that we've all been longing for? The Bulls down by nine going into the fourth quarter, but feeling like they are on a big run of momentum. And that was another thing. The crowd was great, nearly 1,700 on a Sunday afternoon. And, you know, we have the headsets on, so you kind of hear what's going through your headsets, which is the action on the court and the chatter from the benches. You don't always get a lot of the crowd, but the groans were actually audible in our headsets as the threes continued to miss so that was a big opposite of groaning there and darn the possession arrow because there was no way to capitalize on the momentum thanks to Tulane getting the ball first and Crystal Freeman she is again a fifth year player and a leader and she wanted that ball and she hit a jump shot and Tulane made just enough of those shots to keep the Bulls at bay one last run here to play though where it certainly again looked like the Bulls were going to get it done but fittingly, we'll end this on a three that didn't go down because if it had, I think it's a different story. It wasn't, and Tulane got the win. But up until the point where these highlights end, it sure looked like the Bulls were going to pull it off. They dump it inside to Dulcie with Mia Heidi on defense. That's a tough shot, and it rims in somehow. I think she shot that from directly underneath the basket. And after an 0 for 4 in the first half, Dulcie is 5 for 7. She's up to 13 points, but the Bulls still down 11. 50 to 39 with no oh, pins on. Pass. Harvey's pass almost gets knocked away. Harvey pushes it over to Chinecki. Freeman jumps out on her. Harvey had a look at a 3, gives it up. Maria from the corner. Good! Maria Alvarez! Two threes in a row, and it's an 8-point game with 7.40 left. 50 to 42. Lisa Pinzon <laughs> has been on the know, bench in the majority. Pinzon has not been out here since the end of the third quarter, about three minutes left to go, right? Yeah, whatever works. Dinah Jones wants to drive in on Alvarez like we were talking. Dulcie with the help defense, blocks the shot, yeah, and gets fouled, yeah. and gets the rebound. Sydney on the left side, that's not really her oh, spot. It's a, it's a tough pass. pass. Mononga almost had to foul someone <laughs> to get Mononga. the ball back, but she does get the ball back. Now she whips it over to Chinecki. Seven minutes to go. Chinecki drives. Floater, no good. Sydney flies in for the rebound, keeps it alive for Betty, and it's a basket. 50 good to 44. By Harvey. That was great play by Harvey to tip that up. She couldn't grab it, but she kept it alive just enough for Betty to get that. Freeman looks to drive, uh, foul line jumper looks long, and it is. Betty flies Betty. in for the board. Bulls down by six, a 7-0 run. Six and a half minutes to go. Maria open, Chinecki for three, short. Betty flies in, but it's out of bounds off of Mononga. It'll be two-lane ball with 6.21 to go. That was a wide-open three that uh, cut to three points. knows it, like, it kind of came off her hand. That's going to be a timeout on the other side. Lisa Stockton's seen this movie before. Let's hope it has the same ending for the Bulls' point of view. Looking to make it 20 in a row against the Green Wave. 
but alas, they could not. Janecki actually had another look at a three that would have cut it to three, but the Bulls did not get the margin below six. Again, they fall 67 to 55. Well, if you're at the Yingling Center or in the vicinity, there's a pretty good chance it'll be a basketball game. In fact, yesterday started a stretch of, between the men and the women, nine games in 17 days. I saw this morning that USF Athletics put out a splash special. I like these BOGO tickets for three different games. Basically, there will be three days in a row next week with home games. So men against Tulane next Tuesday, women next Wednesday against Cincy, and then the following day, the men against East Carolina. If you want to get tickets for any of those games and they start as low as $15, it is buy one, get one. Love that concept. And by the way, in a couple of weeks for the home game against Wichita State, we're going to have a special promotion with our buddies at WDAE. Basically, Jay Retcher and Ian Beckles are going to be broadcasting their show from the Yingling Center, and there's going to be a lot of specials going on with that. You'll hear a lot of them on our airwaves as well, and WDAE is going to actually air that women's game. Of course, all the action can be heard exclusively with an asterisk, that one game, exclusively on USF Bulls Unlimited and Bulls Unlimited 2 Wednesday of this week. The women will be on Bulls Unlimited 2 at Temple while the men are at home against Cincinnati. And don't forget, Thursday, yours truly will have the call for the start of the softball season. We'll get more on softball as the week progresses and we get close to that Thursday game against Illinois State. Four games this weekend, one a day, and we'll have them all for you. In fact, Jay Retcher will have the call of the Sunday game against the Florida Gators while there's something called the Warren I-4 with the women's team going on at the Yingling Center. And if the Bulls are able to win on Wednesday night, they'll feel a lot better about themselves going into that one. The new net rankings are out today, and after that loss to Tulane, the Bulls dropped, but not precipitously, and that's a big distinction to make. They were at number 36. They dropped to 40 because Tulane is the third-best team in the conference by the computer rankings. In fact, Tulane is now number 75. Now, if you've got an overall good schedule, like the Bulls certainly do, even their one quote-unquote bad loss, just to update you on that, of course, they've lost to UConn, Tennessee, UCF, Ole Miss, all NCAA tournament teams, so not a bad loss in that bunch. Tulane, which I just told you is in the mid-70s, and the other one would be Texas Arlington. Well, yesterday, Texas Arlington beat the leader in the Sunbelt Conference and is the second best team in that conference by the computers at 134. According to the computers behind Troy, those teams are tied for the conference lead at 8-2. and two. Arlington's record is 14-5, and five, not too shabby. In other words, the Bulls are still in fine shape to make the NCAA tournament. Clearly, they've got to get their three-point shooting going, something we discussed with Jose Fernandez after the game, a 67-55 defeat. Coach, you got it down to four quickly at the start of the second half. Did it feel like things are going to go in your favor? We got it down to four or five, you know, a number of times. But you know, when we got it down to there, we got to stop, and then we came down and we... You know, we missed shots. You know, we tried everything, getting into the high post, getting into the short corner. But, you know, we got to – we're a much better shooting team. That's why I keep telling our guys, hey, the ball's going to go in. We're a much better shooting team than going two for 27. Yeah. I mean, that's – I mean, if people are going to sit in the zone and take your post guys away, you got to have your perimeter guys make some shots. And we didn't do that. I didn't think we got what we got enough off the glass either. Handed to Tulane. Hey, they went on the road, and officiating had nothing to do with it. Sure. I mean, I thought Tulane played really, really well. Tulane had the game plan. Remember the first meeting, Dulce Fink and Mengiadu scored three buckets in the first 90 seconds. Well, those shots weren't there on Sunday. In fact, she was 0 for in the first half, was 5 for 5 in the second half. She, Betty Manunga, both had double-doubles. But those are your post players. You need to have some other players 
score the basketball. And Chinecki did lead with 18, but was one of eight on threes. In fact, the Bulls shot 50% on twos, but two for 27 from threes. Alvarez, one for eight. Harvey, 0 for eight. Both of those young ladies played the entire fourth quarter. In fact, there were no substitutes made by Jose Fernandez in the entire fourth quarter. Elisa Pinzon just isn't at her full self right now. We'll see how that goes on Wednesday night. Some good news after the game. The Bulls actually fell into third place, but SMU got beat by Houston. Funny enough, the Cougars have been going through the same thing that the Bulls have been going through. A three-point shooting team that suddenly can't hit them, and they had lost six games in a row as a result. Well, they were six for 20 yesterday. Not great, but just enough. In fact, they had one player get semi-hot, and that's all it took. We'll talk about that on Around the American, which is its own separate show 